Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe UCLA. I am your host, Travis Reed. Uh, today is a uh, we're going to review uh, the epic, <laughs> and when I say epic, epic win by UCLA men's basketball team over the hated, hated rival USC Trojans. Um, and we'll talk about their next next couple of opponents in Utah in Colorado as we are going into conference play now and from here on out. Um, it's going to be just conference game after conference game after conference game. And I think that UCLA can, you know, spread its wings a little bit. They're already undefeated in the conference play. Um, they're, you know, I believe they're 5-0. and So I have to double check that, but they're already 5-0 and in conference play. And I think they can go, you know, they, you know, they can win a lot of games. See, what they already done is they've already beaten Stanford. They've already beaten Oregon. You know, they've already beaten Washington State and Washington. And they've already beaten SC. They are 5-0. and And like I said, you know, they're going to start to get into, you know, their schedule. They play Utah at home, Colorado at home, at then the big, the big one, obviously, at Arizona State, which is that trap game to what they lost last year. And then the big one against Arizona. So we're just going to just go over this USC game. Uh, and like I said, go preview the next couple games against Utah and Colorado, which are very hard teams. Utah's already beaten Arizona, and they beat them by like 15 points. Um, but we'll get into that after the game. So what I want to talk about is the fact that UCLA, uh, you know, played, <laughs> played SC. And I honestly, it started out really big. You know, they were up by, you know, 18 at the half. It was 44 to 26. I thought it was going to be a blowout, to be honest. Um, the You know, UCLA was turn, making SC turn the ball over. They were scoring on the break. They were scoring in a half court. And they were just doing their thing. You know, I was really happy the way the team shared the ball, you know, in the first half. What, what I saw from the game was what SC did. Was they were they were going to take Jaime out the game pretty much? They were not going to let Jaime beat them. Uh, I felt that they were double teaming him a lot in front of him every time. He, you know they didn't even let him really get the ball, and obviously Jaime didn't help them where he didn't fight as much. What I felt he didn't fight the posting up uh, enough on especially on the little guards. Like the guards are going to front you. And I get it that you let them, you know, you get you let them front if you try to let them front. But I would say fight a little bit more. And if you have to get an offensive foul, one or two, uh, to let to give an elbow to get people off you, you know, put your hands up to where they can't get around you. If they do get around you, they get an elbow to the face. And that's just what happens. That's just part of basketball. Uh, I learned that, you know, from big man. I remember uh, who taught me that? Uh, I want to say, I'm not even sure. I can't even think of the big man who taught me that. Um, no, I remember when I was a kid, Bison Daly, better known as Brian Williams. He played on those, um, Chicago, uh, the second VP teams. He was on the, you know, one of the championship teams, 
the 97 team, I believe. So uh, he went to Arizona, great player, great player. Now he used to tell me, post up with your elbows up, right? Because anybody who tries to get around you, they get an elbow. Boom. You didn't like, you get the shoulder up, like my hands are up, you know? And I thought that high, you know, and, and, and people, when you play like that in the post, you know, most post people try to hold off the guy on one side and then put their hand up. And that's what, you know, the greats, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those kind of things. But if somebody's trying to front you and fight, 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 you know, like that's fine. You can, they can fight, but they're going to catch that elbow, you know, on either side. And I thought Jaime kind of settled a little bit, you know, when, when it comes to kind of settle a little bit when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely felt that he could have done better when it comes to, you know, um, fighting in the post, but that's okay. Like I said, I think he, Jaime, what, what, one of his, one of, one of his things is he lets the game come to him, you know, he doesn't force it, you know, like he doesn't force the game and lets the game come to him. And I definitely felt that, you know, he did, you know, I think sometimes it could have been a little bit more aggressive, you know, but sometimes I think he, you know, he let the game come to him. If you notice on the stretch, he was, he was going, he was being a super aggressive down the stretch. And, you know, when they, when they got down, but we'll get into that second half, you know, in a minute, but I just thought that they played really good. I thought, you know, Clark played really good, you know, had 15 points, five rebounds, obviously hit the, you know, we'll talk about the second half, but it, you know, I thought Singleton played good in the second half. Not, I mean, first half, not the second half. But really good in the first half. But overall, everybody played good, in the, you know, in the game, except for Tiger. Tiger shot it terribly. He was three for 14, two, you know, from the field, two for seven from the three. Um, he had five assists, you know, but he just – I felt that he never got to a rhythm. I felt he – like, UCLA missed a lot, especially Tiger. He missed a lot of, like, layups. Like little floaters, little bunnies. Uh, SC is a big team. They have big guards, you know. Uh, the guards made it tough for him. You know, uh, Boogie Ellis and those kind of people. They made it really tough for him. And even though Boogie Ellis didn't have a really good game, but like he made it tough for Tiger. I, I thought Tiger really struggled. He really struggled uh, in the game because he wasn't hitting his open threes. He wasn't hitting his little, you know, jumpers. He wasn't hitting his nothing. You know, like I said, he had a, a hard game. It was a hard, hard game, you know. But in the first half, like I said, they were moving the ball. They were getting steals. They were scoring. As a matter of fact, SC didn't even start their center in the second half. And they were really playing down the stretch because he wasn't playing as hard as maybe they should be. And like I said, I just I also felt that, you know, UCLA, like Boa had almost a double-double. He had 10 rebounds and he had eight points, four for, you know, three for five from the field. He's gotten so much better since the beginning of the season. I felt like uh, – his, you know, his his game is starting to mature a little bit, starting to finish around the basket. In the beginning, he just felt so clumsy and out of and out of place, and he kept he, he was easily bumped off of his spot. But now he's starting to like kind of feel himself, and that's how freshman it takes a little bit of a freshman to go. Now, when I was a freshman, I struggled in the beginning, and then I got a really good rhythm, and then, you know, certain players came back to the team, so I didn't play much, but I was already ready. I felt, you know, like towards the end of the season, what happens, those players got, you know, suspended, whatever happened, kicked off the team, left the team. And I started playing a little bit right before the tournament. And so by the tournament came, I was already used to coming in and playing. So when we when we played our first game I played, I played 
okay, but obviously my my two best games of the tournament was against Michigan and was against uh, Kentucky in Sweet 16. So by then I was already playing. And, you know, later on in the season, second half. So I had confidence in myself to play. And that's what, you know, Boa and Bailey, when he gets back off of injury, and all the freshmen who's playing right now, they, we need them to play with a confidence and a swagger about them. So um, coach doesn't have to play, you know, Clark 37 minutes, Jaime 38, and Boa even played 33, which is big for him because he usually gets in foul trouble. So – Tiger played 31 and then Singleton played 35. I think coach didn't necessarily trust people in the second half of the game. Sometimes I feel like uh coach uh doesn't necessarily play. Uh I think he should go a little bit deeper in his bench. I know he's trying to condense it. Let's just say uh, he I said I say he needs to go nine, nine deep. You know, um he needs to bring the center off the bench. Uh now, 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 the excuse me <laughs> needs to bring him in. I think he should bring the other big man in who redshirted last year. I think that they should, you know, they should, he should go about nine deep. I just, that's just my opinion. I think obviously missing Bailey was big, so that that might be his ninth because uh, he played eight guys, and so like maybe Bailey's ninth. I said now you got to condense it, but like you should spread out the minutes. I don't think you're, you know, you, you know, Jaime, because Jaime won't have anything to finish. You need, he needs, if you're going to play him 30 to 33 minutes, you know, then he'll have something to finish down the stretch. But if you're playing him 40 minutes, 39 minutes, 38 minutes, he's not going to have anything in him at the end. He's going to be gassed. He's going to be gassed for the last three minutes because he's already played 35 minutes. And I know he's in great shape. I'm not, it's not nothing with his uh, cardio or anything like that, but he needs to play about 30 to 33 minutes. That way he can be fresh at the end of the game. Um, and like, but I understand that like he just, he can't, you know, sometimes he can't afford to take Hami out. Sometimes he just can't afford it. So he needs him to, you know, like to staple the team for rebounding, assists, or just inside buckets. He's really the only inside guy. Uh, Clark is more of a slasher, more of a wing guy. He's not an inside guy. Like they need a bucket sometimes. What I call a calm down bucket to where like, okay, if say they're up eight, 10 points, uh, and then a team comes out and hits a three, and then hits another three, and then they cut it to four. Um, and then uh they need okay, that next that next play, when they're up four, they need a calm down bucket. So kind of relax everybody, gets that pressure off, you know. So you give it to Jaime in the post or mid post or whatever the case is, and he, you know, he does his thing. And for me, like, you know, like they don't have any other really calm down bucket guys. Um, you know, but like I said, the team is still going. But I think this, you know, Coach Gordon is still learning of the team as we speak. And I can see when you're missing a starter, uh, Bailey, like in this talent, somebody's talent is Bailey, you're going to struggle. But the fact that he's still winning, that's good. But like, he's such a big piece. He's a 20, 25 to 33 a minute game guy. And he needs to continue to be that. So uh, we're going to get into the, you know, like I said, the second half. Um, well, the first half was 26 to twenty six to 44. I thought that, man, you know, like this is going to be a layup. This is going to be a blowout. You know, it's not even going to be close. And then for some, for some reason, the <laughs> I don't know what happened. But the Rams just would not 
give it to UCLA. Like they couldn't hit a shot in the ocean. They scored 16 points in the second half. SC obviously doubled that with 32. I was they didn't score for you know five, eight minute stretches. I mean, it was it was insane. They didn't they didn't score for so long. You know, they didn't score for, you know, like I remember at one point it was, I want to say from like the 18 minute mark or down to like the eight minute mark, nine minute mark. It was that insane. They couldn't hit a bucket. They didn't have a calm down bucket. Like I said, Jaime was, it wasn't aggressive enough, uh, maybe because he was tired, but they just, they just couldn't hit a bucket. And SC kept hitting bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket. They couldn't stop the penetration. If UCLA does have a weakness, if you want to say, is dribble penetration from the guard spot and wing, guard and wing spot. You know, there's dribble penetration. SC was killing them off the bounce. And SC started hitting jumpers and SC started hitting, you know, they didn't turn the ball over. And, you know, I, you know, at one point I was like, they're going to lose. How could they be up 20 points, 18 points at the half and lose? So, you know, it was a back and forth game. Like I said, SC caught it to one. And it was a back and forth game for the last, uh, I want to say about three minutes, three, three, you know, three minutes because neither team could hit a bucket. <laughs> it was it was an awful game to watch in the second half. I thought that I was like, man, this is this is hard to watch. This is super hard to watch. Um, you know, I I saw that, like I said, SC started hitting shots. Uh it, it showed Peterson uh, you know, hit a three, then yell at UCLA's bench. Um, even though he didn't really have a good game when he had nine points. Uh, for SC, it was uh, Ron Dixon. I was on the wrong side, Ron. It was Dixon Watson who gave them 16 points. It's Reese Dixon Waters, I'm sorry, <clears throat> who gave them, you know, 16 points off the bench, and it was basically all off the dribble, you know, and all off the bounce. He had, you know, a three year, I think, but pretty much everything was off the bounce. It was really a lot of, um, you know, one-on-one. SC is the athletic team. And I think UCLA, they couldn't get a bucket, so it played in SC's ability to, to beat them off the bounce, beat them off the dribble. And SC just kept doing it. He kept beating them off the bounce. I thought that, you know, UCLA maybe could have played zone to kind of slow down SC. But, you know, uh, <laughs> things happened in the second half. And like I said, UCLA didn't get a calm down bucket. So it was – Pretty nip and tuck to the very end. Even SC uh, went up, you know, with, I want to say, because the game was tied with like a minute left, SC scores, uh, goes up two. Uh, goes up two. And I'm like, oh, my God. SC came all the way. Um, goes up one, I'm sorry. They went up one. Yeah, SC went up one. And I was like, oh, my God, they are literally about to win this game. I was, like, so stunned. And, with, and I, like I said, they didn't play well at all. SC only scored 58 points. So they didn't like – nobody really scored. You know, Boogie Ellis had 10. Peterson had nine. You know, like, it was basically – SC had two guys in double figures. Like I said, with Dixon Waters and Boogie Ellis with 16 and 10. Peterson had nine. Johnson had eight, you know, like the, 
They scored 58 points. It was they played awful that first half. They had they scored 20, 20, 20, 26 points. You know, and they obviously scored 32 in the second half, but it was they was didn't play well. And I'm like, you see, they cannot lose this game. You can't lose this game at home when you're up 20 at the half or 18 at the half, and SC's not even playing well. So SC was about to steal it. But you see, they came down. It was seconds left on the clock. They went to the basket, missed, uh, you know, went to the basket, kicked out to Clark. He 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 shot the three, missed it, missed the rebound. All SC got to do is grab the rebound, and the game's almost over. You know, you, you're up one, you grab the rebound, you hit the two free throws, you're up three, then you got to heave up. You said they has to heave up some desperation three to, to tie it. You know, they UCLA gets the rebound and then kicks it out to Clark again. Clark shoots another three. Now, everybody knows Clark as a slasher, cutter, a guy who gets his points on fast breaks and hustles and steals, those kind of things. But he hasn't proved his jumper. He hasn't proved. And like I said, he shot the second shot with confidence. Didn't hesitate at all. Didn't hesitate at all. And when he shot it and made it, the crowd erupted. Because they knew that this one might be over, you know, uh, and they, UCLA stole the game. <laughs> I didn't necessarily think either team played good. I thought UCLA played good the first half and played terrible the second. They only scored 16 points in 20 minutes. You know, if I'm coach, if I'm Nate Cronin, I'm like, I'm working on everybody finishing over in traffic. I'm working on everybody finishing uh under the bucket and, and finishing around uh, finishing around around traffic because you can't not finish around traffic. You know, like you gotta be able to finish. Nobody's gonna be wide open in college. You know, it's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna get easy layups, you know, because the you know the game is so compact. Um NBA you get a lot of easy stuff because the game is so spread out. Everybody shoots threes. Uh it's not traditional big man you know, those kind of things. Now, I would tell anybody this to where, like you know, like I said, college is harder to get 25 to 30. That's why if you notice the guys who lead the college in scoring is average 25. If you notice the guys in the NBA, guys average 35. <laughs> NBA has like, you know, two, three guys averaging 30, you know, about 15 guys averaging 25, maybe more. You know, LeBron is 38 years old. He's averaging like 29, 8, and 7. So that just goes to show you that, you know, it's a lot easier to score in the NBA. I'm not saying the, the players are obviously better, but in college, it's more traditional big man, big man, you know, like there's more traditional kind of slots and things like that. Um, you won't see a team just jack up 53s in college unless they're like a gimmick team. Uh, traditional powerhouses don't do that. They keep it traditional. So, like I said, um, Clark had one of those, you know, magical moments, one of those, yeah, well, I call them kid moments, where you're counting by yourself, playing one-on-one in the backyard. Three, two, one. He, you know, he shoots the jumper and swish. And that's what Clark had. It's one of those, you know, kid moments where he hits the shot, wins the game. Now, SC actually had a chance. They came down, though, but Gellis came down. He dribbled, 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 dribbled. I felt he over-dribbled, obviously. And he went to the corner, which 
Uh, you never go to the corner and try to hit a shot. You go from the top. You go from the top, so you have a chance for a rebound from everybody. So everybody can come from the, the corners and from like the, the wing spot. You know, if you go into the corner, you're eliminating the corner rebound, but you're also taking more seconds off the clock. Because if you come down, shoot a good shot from the top of the key, um, like I said, people can rebound it if you miss it. Or, or like I said, you have more seconds to kind of possibly get another rebound. And so, you know, when you go to the corner, it's it's a straight, okay, this is win or lose or tie, whatever the case is, this is it. And that's okay. And that's okay. And I, like I said, I'm I'm excited uh, for UCLA. You know, uh, SC loses, goes to 11-5. and five. Um, But like I said, I think they'll win 20 games this year, for sure. I think they'll, SC will win 20. They have enough talent to where they'll win 20 games. I don't know if it's going to be 20-plus, but I think they'll win, you know, uh, 20 games this year, for sure. I think they're a 20-win team, especially in the league. I think they're one of the top-tier teams. Now UCLA being fourteen to two, ranked number ten in the country, uh, as of as of this as of this date, um, they're five and zero in the Pac twelve, um, and you, you never ever want to lose to SC. You don't. You know what I'm saying I have a lot of friends who went to SC. Shout out to you know Sam Clancy, Jeff Trapangay, you know those guys that went to SC. Good guys. I never wanted to lose SC. That was one of those games like, forget SC, you know, FSC. <laughs> um, so, you know, I remember J.R. Henderson had one of the, you know, he was like a big bro of mine. He played at UCLA when he was a senior. I was a freshman. You know, he had one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard. <laughs> he was like, it's just SC. It's not that big of a deal to us. When we beat them, obviously, you know, I never lost to, you know, SC when I was UCLA. I was 4-0 against them. Now, I was 0-2 against them when I went to Long Beach State. But that's a whole other story for a whole other show. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I thought that, you know, uh, like I said, I thought that both teams played hard, even though it was just 10 or two halves. Like I said, SC scored 26 in the first half. UCLA scored 16 in the second. It was just two terrible halves. Both (laughs) both teams played terrible in the first and second half. So, uh, you know, but like I said, win's a win. And beating rivals, beating rivals is always great. Always great. You know, and so like I said, I'm happy and I'm proud of UCLA for winning. Now they have, now we're going to go to the next game. Where they play Utah, who is twelve and five, and also undefeated, or either undefeated or one loss in the in the Pac twelve, and they have some great wins. They have a great win versus Arizona, and Arizona was number was number five in the country. Uh, I'm not sure what they're ranked right now as of this as of this taping. But like I said, they beat, you know, they beat them handily. And they beat them, you know, about 15 points. And that's when they were ranked number four in the country. And so Utah is number two in the Pac-12, right behind UCLA. 
And this is, like I said, the battle of two teams that have lofty expectations. Uh, I feel like they, you know, Utah's going to be upset because they're coming off pretty much a handled loss to to Oregon. Um, you know, Oregon beat, you know, Oregon beat them 70 to 60, beat them by double digits. So I think that, you know, like I said, they're going to come off upset because they just lost. And I think that, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting game to see because I, I think Utah is a great, a great team, you know. They're led by their center, who averages uh, about 15, about 16 points. Uh, Brendan, Brendan Carlson, seven-footer uh, from South, South Jordan. I don't know where that's at. I'm sorry. Uh, but he averages about 16 points and eight rebounds. Shoots about 54% from the field. And yeah, this year he, he he was last year he shot fifty percent from the three. Obviously, he didn't shoot a lot of them. But like I said, big guy, seven footer. Seven footer is always hard to guard. Um, you know, always hard to guard. And he's coming off a terrible game against, like I said, it's a terrible game against Oregon. Oregon kind of big man maybe exposed him a little bit. But you know, the game before that, he had twenty seven eleven against Oregon State. So. He's a good player, like I said, good player. And it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, what Boa does against them. Because, like I said, he he's seven-footer is always hard to guard. He's fundamentally sound. You know, I think they're they're led by him and their guard, Gabe uh, Matson, you know, who's a junior. And he's averaging about 13 points a game. So, they're, you know, Utah is Utah. You know, physical. Just, you know, sturdy, good team, always pretty good. You know, it's gonna be interesting, um, you know, how this how this game goes. Luckily for UCLA, I think it's, you know, I mean, obviously it's a home game. And you have to defend your home court. And this is how you do, this is how the top teams do in, you know, the in the power five conferences, you know, in the Pac 12, Big Ten, ACC, 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 uh, SEC, you know. You gotta win all your home games. So let's just say you have 16 games, right, in the conference. You go 8-0 at home. You know, you cannot lose at home. Those kind of – the best teams don't lose at home. Uh, you know, so <laughs> the Arizona loss, it was shocking. But, you know, like I said, they lost. The Washington State was shocking game. But, yeah, they lost. And they lost not even – it wasn't even close to a double-digit loss. Um, but, yeah. The you lose you win all your games at home. You go eight and zero at home, and then you go uh, five and three on the road. Then that's how you go thirteen and three in the conference. You know, and let's just say you know even if you went four and four on the road, um, you go twelve and four, and you're still in first place. You know that's how the top teams do it. They win all their home games, and then they either split on the road or they go like a five and three. Uh, you rarely see teams go undefeated. You rarely see teams go 15 and one unless the conference isn't that good. You know, you obviously, you got a Gonzaga who is a dominant program in a smaller conference who, who always kind of dominates the conference. So they go 19 and one. That's why their record is always 33 and two going into the tournament. 
uh, because they dominate their conference and they they hardly lose any games. But like I said, when the team's a little bit more even, uh, you know, you got to win all your home games and not split the role, but maybe five and three, if you're lucky, six and two, you know. And like I said, this this is the ones that you you know these this these games against Utah and Colorado, you have to win. You just have to win. You cannot lose. Uh, you know, you know these kind of games. You know, and it's just tough. And like I said, tough games. But this is what this is what the conference you know conference is about. Pretty pretty, pretty much. Period. You know, and like I said, that one is on Thursday. Yeah, I can watch it. And then they play Colorado, who's also. A, Pretty good team, eleven and six, led by KJ Sampson, averaging about eighteen a game. You know, I think he's top five. Yeah, I know he's top three in the league in scoring. Um, he is, you know, really good player. And they have some great. I mean, they went into Tennessee. Tennessee is a top ten team. They went into Tennessee and and and, and smacked them. You know, <laughs> beat them, but they beat Tennessee by twelve in Tennessee. Now, granted, it was the second game of the season. But it don't matter. Like I said, they also had some ugly losses. They lost at Washington. Um, and, you know, those kind of lost at Cal. So, uh, but they're coming off, you know, two good wins against Oregon. And, you know, they, they blew out Oregon by 2025. 20, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 27. They beat Oregon by 27. And they and they beat Oregon State by 20. So, uh, you know, and then they play SC. So, they're like I said, they're a good team, too. So, like I said, you got these, these conference games starting to come. Um, and I'm interested to see what UCLA does. You know, like I said, I think uh, we're going to see what we're about. And Nick Cronin has obviously done a terrific job. I still say they're going to win 30 games. Um, they had, they're, had, they're 16 games to go. <laughs> I mean, 16 games away from that 30. I believe they'll win, you know, they're 5-0 now. I believe they'll win at least another 10 games in the, in the pack 10, you know, so that they'll be 15 and three at the minimum, or, you know, whatever the case is around that. I think they'll finish in first and then going into the pack 12 tournament, you know, those are the one game eliminations. You never know, you know, they can lose in the first round, but they can get to the championship. I think they'll get to the championship in the probably playing, you know, Arizona in the final, but that's a whole long way from here. Right now, we're going to focus on Utah, Colorado. Big games coming up. I am excited, like I said, for the year. I'm excited for the Pac-12 because I think that it's going to be something special. Um, so, yeah, I want to say thank you all for listening to Believe in UCLA. Uh, you can catch me, uh, this one, obviously, on Believe Network, but also you can catch my other show on the Believe Network, uh, Travis Reed and Athlete's Journey. Um, and you can follow me at Travis W. Reed, that's R-E-E-D, um, on Instagram. And then Travis W. Reed on Facebook. I post all my social media on both. So you when this show comes, when then all the other shows, you know, I have on the Believe Network uh, come on, uh, you, you'll be, like I said, you'll be the first to know it. So like I said, I want to say thank you for listening. And uh, like I said, check out the show. Also, before we end this show, we're, we're you know, the Believe Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Where the game starts, baby. You know, where sponsor.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.